Got a great episode for you today. I'm joined by Brad Angel, owner of Brad's Barbershop in Radford, Virginia. Personally, the best barber I've ever been to in my entire life. Started coming here my freshman year. And uh, yeah, the only person I've ever trusted uh, cutting my hair. And I'm definitely going to miss him when I graduate in May. But uh, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast, Brad. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, yeah, jumping right into the first question. Uh, can you give us a quick backstory of how you got started cutting hair? Well, um, that started in about 2008. Um, I was actually after high school. I took printing in high school. So I uh, went to uh, a big vocational high school in Nashville and, and started running printing presses and did that for about 25 years before I moved to Radford. Um, uh, but realized that the bar that the uh, printing business wasn't going to probably take me to retirement. Everything's going digital, so I was an offset press operator. So um, anyway, started in about 2005 looking for another uh, career. Um, looked into a bunch of different things. Had a good friend of mine in the Masonic Lodge who owned a barber school. So he asked me one day after a lodge meeting, he said, man, uh, you ever thought about cutting hair? He knew I was looking for another thing to do. So I said, no, but tell me about it. So he invited me to the barber school and told me that, you know, if I'd come down and look, he said, you'll know within a couple of hours, you know, of uh, looking at what we do, if it's something you'd be interested in. So in about 2008, uh, I went uh, to his barber school and spent about a half a day with him and realized it may be something that I might like for a career. So that's kind of how it started. Um, went to, I was going to school part-time, so it took me a couple of years you know, but in barber school, I cut about 250, 260 heads of hair while I was in there. And then before I moved to Virginia, uh, cut hair for uh, part-time for a few years before we moved up here in 2013. When you graduate, you know, so the hard questions and thing, tests I had to take to graduate barber school were even harder than probably the tests I had to take for the, the state boards. Um, but you have to uh, do a bunch. There's a textbook that you have to study. There's tests you have to take. There's a lot of paperwork involved, but then there's also a lot of practical work where you, you know, we did back then, we were still, I think the barbers don't have to do it now, but we were doing pedicures, manicures. You know, I had to do uh, perms, full highlights, formal styles on women. I mean, we had to do it all. So toenails, fingernails, you know, um, and then you kind of take away from it what you want. But when I had to take my state board test, uh, I, uh, you know, we had to uh, answer 100 multiple choice questions, which are from... There's no rhyme or reason. Every test is different, so you don't know what part of the book it's coming from. So you basically have to know the whole book. And I did, uh, I think I got an 89 on my on my written and a 99 on my practical. So you take a written test. If you pass that, you go on. You have to wait 28 days, and then you take your practical test, which means you have to do a, you know, everything they want you to do, haircut, uh, perm. You have to show them you know how to do the perm rods. Uh, you know, they watch your sanitation steps. You know, they, it's, it's a pretty rigorous test, but... but uh, and so you moved here in 2008. When did you open uh, Brad's Barbershop? No, I moved here in 2013. 2013. Went to barber school in 2008. Okay, uh, and then, that's okay. And then graduated in 2010. Moved up here in 2013 because I'm originally from Nashville. My wife was born and raised here in Radford. So we moved up here to kind of help her mom and dad out. So. And then you opened, so you opened the shop in 2013. Yes. Did you have a, a previous location that you were, that you were working at? Uh, just worked part-time with a guy that I went to barber school with. So he had a shop down in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. Um, he had a barber shop there, and I worked just part-time with him. I was still working in the printing industry, you know, full-time until I quit to move up here. So Was it kind of difficult to get started uh, with the barber shop and, you know, grow it in popularity and get the word out? 
Was it something uh, kind of picked up fast? Probably not as hard now as it would have been years ago because of social media and the fact that I'm in a, a university town. Um, uh, I would say my first two or three years in business, my, my business was probably 70, 30 to 80, 20 college students more so because I'm right here next to the university. So my business actually grew fairly fast. Um, you know, uh, within probably a year, I was I was doing probably better than a lot of upstart shops that are not in a college town. So, you know, what happens nowadays, college kids start coming in, they get a good haircut, they tweet about it, they Twitter, they, they you know, they Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it grew fairly, uh, and at that time, of course, Radford University, that was during their most popular, you know, that was when we had 10,000 students rather than what we've got now at 7,000. So you know, had a lot more more students here in Radford. What haircut would you say, like, takes the longest to, to, to cut? Uh, for me, that would be a flat top, no doubt. I mean, it's just it, uh, because you've got to, especially if the person that's coming in is getting one for the first time, so your hair's not trained. So say somebody came in with a mullet and wanted a flat top, and then you had to go in and, you know, you have to sneak up on it. You can't go too fast because hair, once it gets long and you take it short, has a little bit of memory if it's not been trained that way you have to start training it so i would say definitely a flat top or some skin fades if people have you know and and some people have smooth heads and some people have lumpy heads so if you have a head that's got a bunch of divots or or low spots and stuff it's hard to work those if you're doing a a real nice fade it's hard sometimes to to work those areas out you know to make them look uniform so Mm -hmm. and then another question i have for you is have you always wanted to be a, a barber or um, did, like when you were growing up, is there a specific dream job that you had? Mm. No, I hadn't always wanted to be a barber. Now I was always really close to my barber. The same guy cut my hair from the time I was three years old to the time I was 33. And I can remember when he passed away, it was pretty devastating. Number one, we were friends because you know, and I, I feel that way a lot of ways about my customers that were more than just a barber and a customer, you know, we're friends. Um, but uh, no, I don't know what, I, if I look back and think what I would have liked to have been, probably a NASCAR race car driver or something. Yeah, I, love going, I love going fast, but, um, but no, I, you know, I, like I said, I didn't even, had not thought about being a barber until I talked to that buddy of mine back in 2008, and it just all clicked. I mean, it's the best decision I ever made. I really enjoy what I do now, but up until that point, I had never thought about it. Um, you know, I'd always been in printing. That's what my, my grandfather did, and, and, and my uh, mom actually worked in a printing company. So I'd been around printing, and printing was big in Nashville. So, you know, that's, like I said, kind of how I started out. But, uh, no, it was kind of a, a kind of a quick decision, you know, whenever. I mean, I was looking for something, and that's what I found. So, so you said uh, race car driving, like something that interests you. <laughs> you ever go to any races? Like you've been to uh, Indy 500? Oh, yeah. No, I've never been to any of the big ones like that, but I've mm-hmm. been to Bristol and Martinsville, you know, the smaller tracks. Uh, my dad used to race when I was a kid, you know, raced some of the little local tracks, kind of like going out here at Sheeler Motor Mile, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so dad raced all the way up until I was probably seven, eight years old. So, you know, I have fond memories of hanging out at the racetrack, you know, eating popcorn, drinking Coke, and watching my dad, you know, race. So. Yeah. Are you still pretty big into, uh, like, cars in uh, general? Oh, yeah, I love uh, love old cars. You know, mostly old cars. I like the more antique stuff. Like Mustangs, so. like old school Mustangs and stuff like that? Well, yeah. I like the bigger cars. I kind of like the lead sleds, like uh, Galaxies and, and Fairlanes and Torinos and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So what yeah. would be your, your dream car? If someone came up to you, came into your shop and was like, Brad, whatever car you want, we got mm. for you. 
Well, that's a tough one there. Uh, I don't know. Probably, I like the 50s, probably the best. And I'd probably say like a, I don't know, a 50 Mercury Montclair or something like that. You know, a big car. You know, like a something two-door hardtop, you know, maybe or like a Crown Vic or something like that. Bradford City Chamber of Commerce awarded Brad uh, Business Person of the Year in 2015 for his contributions to Radford, Virginia. Uh, what was it like receiving that award from them? That was uh, that was a pretty humbling experience. I had no idea, of course, that I was going to be receiving that. It's it's put out the vote to, well, we've, we've, they've done it different ways, you know, whether the board votes or whether, you know, they've also put it out to the community to vote. And I can't remember. I think that year it may have been a, a board decision. Uh, but that was a real humbling experience. I mean, I you know, I obviously had no idea that, that I was getting it, and, and it was just um, nice to have that recognized. Uh, but I did work very hard and still work very hard to make sure that, you know, uh, we turn out a good product. You know, I have Angel working with me now, and, and he turns out great haircuts, and, you know, and we're, we get along, and, you know, it's just nice to have that camaraderie and, and know that, that uh, uh, you know, we're, we're putting out good product. And, you know, uh, as far as the business thing, like I said, it, it did grow very fast. But, you know, I, I give I give God the glory. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian man, and and I feel like if, if you come into an area and you do your research right, you know the area needs you. Um, and then you come in and you give a good product for a good price, and, and you do what you say you're going to do. You're there every day when you say you're going to be there. Then your business will take care of itself. And, and like I said, um, first and foremost, I'm a Christian and try to give God the glory every time I'm asked that question. So, is there any advice that you would give to someone that's uh, maybe like starting a small business, not necessarily like a barber shop, but just advice you give to someone, um, like yeah, starting out? Just kind of what I said. You know, do you know when you're coming to an area, if you're coming somewhere new. Do your due diligence. Make sure that you know what you're bringing is needed. Number one, uh, good good product for a good price, and be there on time. Be there when you say you're going to be there. I mean that's really it. That really is it. I mean it's and and be good to your customers and and, and you know, like I said, put if, if you know, Christian like I am, I put God in my business and he'll. I know that God's going to take care of me. You know I grew up in Nashville, big city. Went to a, a high school that was 3,400 uh, students. Uh, you know my graduating class was. 600 and something um we didn't have as good of attendance at our football games as radford high school does and radford high school i mean they don't even have the whole school's got less students than we had in my graduating class so you know uh the turnout that you get at football and basketball games and the way this you know community rallies around its high school and, and everything else that's going on that's probably the biggest thing that i notice about radford and the new river valley is you know they're very uh are proud of their community and they come out and support their community. I mean, it's, and it's evident. And I think we had the, uh, we was talking in the chamber of commerce meeting yesterday. We had the, uh, yearly Easter egg hunt. I think it was, uh, you know, uh, the weekend, Saturday before Easter or whatever. And they had, uh, like 3000 kids. They were expecting about five or five or 600 kids to show up. And there was so many kids, they ran out of eggs and kids were giving each other eggs. I mean, so that, that kind of turned out when, when something is going on. I think they really, you know, it's just very supportive community. Yeah, and Radford sports, I mean, um, at least Radford high school sports, have done great the last few years. They have. The basketball team is, we've got a coach over there that's, that's uh, since he's been here, he's been to, I want to say, uh, I may be wrong, but it's, it's between seven and nine. I can't remember if it's seven or nine. 
state championships since 2009. So our basketball program is phenomenal, and our football program is really good too. I mean, we're we're in the state pretty much every year, making a run for it. So uh, last year we did relatively well. So yeah, very very good. And, and our wrestling wrestling program at Radford High School is starting to build up again. So yeah, we have a lot to be proud of here in Radford. So. Yeah. Do you ever get out on the New River? Um, no. I you know I, I love to fish, and I don't, but my problem is. I guess that's part of that business person of the year thing. I work so much, I don't have enough time a lot of times to do the things I want to do. But um, uh, the New Rivers, uh, you know, it's got kind of a dangerous reputation. My wife was always raised to be kind of scared of it because there's, there's some holes out there and there's some undercurrents and stuff. And, you know, if you're not paying attention, you get yourself in trouble. But uh, good fishing, you know, um, I, I look forward in years to come to maybe start utilizing the New River a little more. I don't, uh, I hadn't been out on it as much as I'd like to. Brad serves as a treasurer for uh, Radford City Chamber of Commerce. Um, what are some standout things that you've done since joining the Board of Directors? Hmm, well, the Board of Directors, that's that's been a lot of fun. Uh, there's some things, you know, uh, I have a couple of times been in charge of doing a rifle raffle where we raffle off, uh, you know, usually I'll go to you know, Whitetail Outfitters or Miller's Gun Shop when he was in business and we'll uh, pay, you know, a couple of us get together and pay for a rifle and a couple other big prizes. And then we have a raffle and the proceeds from that, um, the two times we did it went to uh, the ACE program for Radford High School. So the ACE program is a program they have at New River Community College. And then there's a few communities, I think. Uh, Giles does it, Radford does it, uh, Floyd does it. Uh, but basically, the kids have to sign up for some community service, but they get to go to uh, the um, New River Community College their first year absolutely free uh, through the ACE program. So it's, it's a good thing. So I've done run a couple of raffles like that. Um, let's see. We used to do a concert series, and we did one last year that was very successful. But, you know, we kind of uh, bring in some concerts and have them either down at Bissett Park or up at Glencoe. Um, you know that's a that's a really neat event, um, and just uh, you know um, getting together with other business people and, and getting together and, and you know networking and things like that. It's all it's all a plus about being a member of the Chamber of Commerce. And our we have a new executive director now who does a great job. You know uh, getting people together, networking, and we've, we've just put together a new uh, um, Radford. Uh, video is kind of like a welcome to Radford live work and play is kind of what it's based on and it shows you know, a lot of the things that Radford has to offer we just got finished putting that we saw the the pilot on that yesterday so is there any uh, like future projects that, that you guys have been talking about or kind of planning towards um, that you can tell us well future projects and I think the city the, the chamber is always working with the city to try to to promote new businesses coming in one of the things that the city is really working hard, and I commend them for that, working hard right now on is, you know, to to revitalize it. Sorry, Re revitalize East Main Street. So um, we've got uh, they've actually had a couple of meetings last year. We've had some architects come in and look at some things. If you've noticed the dentist's office down here, they've taken all the metal off the side and exposed the old brick. I think. Of, a lot of people are, are pushing hard to to get the east side of town back back to being a place that people want to stay instead of going to christiansburg or blacksburg you know getting some things in radford where uh, they're talking about widening sidewalks putting planting some trees uh, putting some more seating where people can walk and you know getting some of these buildings down here uh, in better shape where you've got businesses that want to come in 
you know, so that's that's what what uh, we're kind of trying to do is revitalize the east end of town. You know, the west end of town is looking pretty proud. We got the Radford Coffee Company. We got uh, Rick yeah. House Pizza. We got some nice things going. We got the little triangle area where people can sit. And so there's some nice things going on on that side of town. And you know, Radford has so much potential on this side of town too. Uh, it used to be even between Pulaski and Radford were the two places to be. You used to have Leggett's Department Store and Flight Roses and you know all those things. And you know Radford used to have somewhat of a nightlife down here where you know you would hang out till eight o'clock at night and go shopping and things like that. So um, anyway, that's kind of what we would like to see happen is Radford to kind of come back to what it was maybe 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. So would you say the the west side of town is the best thing that you've seen that's been revitalized? since your time here yeah well yes it has uh, when i first moved here probably this side of town had a little more than west the west ends really come around i mean what uh, ab williams and them are doing with uh, the central uh, where central lumber used to be you know they've kind of revamped the old exxon station and made it the uh, uh, tourism office and you've got uh, you know sales and el charo that facade's yeah. been redone there and, um, you know, they've redone the old post office and you've got the NR, uh, NRV dermatology there. So, you know, it's uh, really looking nice on that side of town. So we'd like to see some of that over here on the east side of town, too. So yeah. it would just be nice for Radford to be a destination. Yeah, I think eventually, well, I mean, it definitely seems like over the last couple of years, at least since I've been here, it just seems like it, does, like it is mm-hmm. heading, heading upwards. But, okay, i got a couple more questions for you. Um, is there any memorable haircut stories or days at work that stand out for you? Well, you know, it's funny. My mother-in-law asks me this every day when I come home. Is there anything interesting happened today? (laughs) Um, Gosh. I was just trying to think. Uh, I mean, probably a funny story, I guess, would be this happened probably. I had been in business maybe a year or so, and this was with a college student. He came in here, and he had hair all the way down the middle of his back, and he was in the music program over here at Radford. They were getting ready to do a concert of some sort. And he came in and he said, Brad, I want a a two on the sides and a four on top. Now keep in mind, you know, that's a quarter inch on the side and half inch on top. So we're talking about a two level buzz. We're talking about a short haircut. And this guy's got hair all the way down the middle of his back. And I worked with him for, shoot, I don't know, probably 15 minutes trying to explain to him what he was asking for. That's what I want. I want a two on the sides. And I said, well, dude, I'm not going to do that to you. So I took the longest blade I had on the top after we talked for a while, which was a six, which left it almost long enough to comb, but not quite. And I went right down the middle like it. And I saw him look over in the mirror and go, what the heck? So we got through cutting his hair and it was short, shorter than yours. And it was all the way down. So when we got done, he was like, well, man, I know it's my fault. He said, but that's way too, what he was basically wanting was maybe like a, four or five on this kind of like what you've got right yeah. now is about what he was looking for i think but when we got done i said well let me ask you a question i said why did you ask for that and he said well my roommate told me that's what i need to ask for i said well either he didn't know what the heck he was talking about or he was pulling the funny over on you so you know uh but i you know anytime somebody when you go from that long a haircut to a short haircut i'm always okay are you sure and i explained it over and over again but he just wasn't listening i guess but anyway so he he said, well, it's a good haircut, but it's a whole lot shorter. But, you know, you, you have things like that happen, not very often, but from time to time. But, you know, most of the time, uh, you know, probably one of the other things, too, that I would say since I've been here in Radford is, you know, like I said earlier, that I feel like my customers, the good customers, are more than just a customer 
barber relationship where I, I feel like we're friends. And there's been two customers. Uh, one was ROTC. He, he started, his name was Frank Camacho. He started the same year that I opened my shop. And, you know, I've, I've kept in touch with him. He's now an Apache helicopter pilot for the military. And he, I, I was invited to him and his wife's wedding. And the same thing with, with a guy named Tyler Swarmer, who was a baseball player here a few years ago. He was a pitcher. And I was invited to his wedding. And so I think probably some of the biggest things are the relationships I've made with, with college students. You know, and, and, you know, it's a big honor, I feel like, to be invited to somebody's yeah. wedding. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not family. I'm not, you know, but, but those are the connections you make. Brad's Barbershop, you can't see on the camera, but he's got a whole bunch of memorabilia around the shop, a uh, couple of sports things. Um, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia that you have, if you can pinpoint one? Hmm. Hmm. That's, uh, be, that will be interesting. Let me see. Favorite piece of memorabilia. Probably, um, you know, most, a lot of the stuff that I have in here that's antique. Of course, I had to, the Coke machine, I had to go buy it. I had to, you know, find it and go buy it and refurbish it and everything. Uh, most of the stuff, a lot of the stuff I have in here was, was either given to me by customers or bought by, like, my, I mean, my dad bought me the old Coke button over there on the wall. You know, the thermometer, uh, the drink Coca-Cola thermometer, that came from my stepdad. So some of it, you know, is, is, is family. The crush clock was in my dad's uh, mechanic shop. But uh, probably one of the, some of the neatest things I would say are probably my razors that, that my customers bring into me. And they'll say, well, you know, my dad passed away or grandfather passed away. And I was going through his stuff and... You know, I don't know what to do with this, and I, all I could think about was bringing it to Brad's Barbershop. So, you know, those things are kind of neat when people do that. And I always tell them if they ever want them back, they can come back and get them. But, but you know, nobody ever has. But, you know, it's just neat that your customers think about you and bring things to you like that, you know. Uh, but I, I would guess that's probably, you know, out of all the stuff. You know, I've got, a, obviously, you can see I sponsor the basketball team. I do a lot with them. And every year they give me a basketball for my sponsorship that, that I do. But, um, you know, it's, it's just neat to see all the old stuff and a lot of people like the atmosphere. So, yeah. I also love how you sell, um, the old school Coke bottles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you always done that? I have. Before I had that machine, I had a, uh, more like a, uh, it was a seventies. That, that machine was from 1961, wow. but I had a, a mid seventies, uh, chest style machine before I got that one. And it, I used, I sold the same bottles, the, the, you know, the glass bottles. They're a little more expensive. I don't make much money off of it, but they just taste so much better. And that, so and that adds better, to yeah. part of the ambiance of the shop. So, yeah, yeah that's too cool. Um, and then another thing about uh, Brad's Barbershop is you always have some great old school movies playing in the background. If you can decide, I know this is a tough question, but what are your top three movies of all time? Oof. Well, that is, I, I, <laughs> that's tough. Uh, you know, I do like all the old action stuff from the 80s, so I don't know. Uh, you know, I would say that uh, top three old movies. I would have to say ones that I, that I never pass up. You know, I like, I love the old westerns like John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. I love Pell Rider, you know, uh, and Outlaw Josie Wells, you know, stuff like that. I also love the Rambo movies, like all the Rambos and the Rockies. I mean, uh, Sylvester Stallone. And then, uh, you know, a lot of the, the uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff, too, I like. But I would have to say my favorite would be, like, uh, Pell Ryder, uh, Outlaw Josie Wells. They don't show them enough. Or Tombstone. I really like Tombstone. You know, so Westerns. And then, uh, like, the Rambo movies, I think, are probably my favorite. 
Do you have a favorite actor? Mm, oof. I mean, oh, well, and Die Hard, too. I like, uh, you know, so yeah, Bruce Willis or, or Sylvester Stallone. Or, I mean, I, my all-time favorite, like, when I would have probably have to be um, John Wayne. John Wayne. Yeah. Okay, and then um, thank you very much for your time, Brad. I, I always ask my guests this at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, what is uh, just some general life advice you could give to everyone watching or listening? General life advice. Hmm. Um, general life advice. Well, I guess probably what I would have to say would be um, <laughs> general life advice. You know, for me, and, and I know this differs for everybody. Like I said, I'm I'm a Christian man, so general life advice is is, is easy. The golden rule, do, golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think if if everybody would respect each other, and when I say respect, you know, you respect me, and I'll respect you, and it, it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from, you know, uh, you know, any of that other stuff, man. I don't care who you are, where you're from. If you show me respect, I'll show you respect. And I just wish we'd all get along. But that, I mean, that's good life advice. Treat everybody as, as you want to be treated. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, it's man. It's been an absolute Appreciate pleasure you. doing an interview with you. Everyone, yeah. scroll down below. I, I'll have the links in the description. But check out Brad's Barbershop on Facebook. Today was Friday, April 29, 2022, episode 78 of The Michael Mars Show. I was joined by Brad Angel, owner of Brad's Barbershop. And like I said at the start of the episode, Best barber I've ever been to. Appreciate so it, it's Mike. been yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh thank you guys for watching. All right. Thanks.